You're listening to Showing Up with Edward Terrace, and today we talk about how the pace of the wolf is the pace of the pack. The first time I ever heard this phrase was uh, from my buddy who runs a real estate team uh, in another state, and when I heard it, I kind of, I kind of smirked a little bit, and I chuckled, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty interesting saying, because he was talking about the accountability that there is of being a part of the team or being part of a team, not only on the people that are the principal or are the team lead, um, but also, of course, the people on the team. And I was, I was surprised because I always forget about the... The flip of the coin, the the other side. I mean, I could see the team members and how that could be accountable because of having the leader, but I often would forget about the person who's leading it and how that could give them accountability. And he talked about how one day he wanted to slack off and how he it just wasn't possible for him because of the the agents that were on the team, the employees, and just the people that depended on him. And it reminded me of my MMA coach, Brian Gassaway, a lot, because when I go into the gym, and which I would love for the gym to be open, I really miss that place right now, but when I were to go to the gym and I see Brian Gassaway there, I would, without a doubt, I never have to text him, I never have to call him, I never got to send a message when we have a team practice, he's going to be there. There's a very low chance that he's not going to be there, and if he can't be, there's a reason for it, and it just is a certain a level of commitment and accountability that he has as a leader that really gets your butt in gear. And I thought about him today because anytime I see leaders, leadership really excites me. It gives, I like learning about it. And when I joined the the Joe Kotash group, as you guys just listened to probably in, what was it, episode 110? I think it was Progress Report 2. No, 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 episode 109. And I talked about joining the team. And I've now been on the team for, man, just under a week. And it's given me similarities to other leadership in my life that I didn't think I was going to have, but after I've experienced it now, I wanted to share it with you uh, because leadership and being on a part of a team has a different level and a different way of production than by yourself or in real estate, being a sole agent, a solo agent rather. And so I met Joe for the first time this past week after joining the new team on Compass here. And there was this new 
not new, but familiar thing about him that I didn't realize until uh, my girlfriend Megan pointed it out. I was sitting in open house. So, you know, when we have property for sale, we're going to have an open house. We're going to invite agents. Um, we're going to invite everybody in the neighborhood to try to procure a buyer for that property. In addition, somebody doesn't want to buy that specific property, we'll use that open house to take clients, right? If they don't want to buy that house, why not help somebody buy another one? And a person came through the property. They were looking for, they had to sell a house for 800000 in Lakeview uh, before they could buy a house for under $1.3 million. Uh, so definitely the, the highest level of encounter of a client that I've, uh, well, come in contact with. And uh, for you guys that know, I early in my real estate career, worked a lot with renters and low-end buyers. So this is definitely a big change. But I was sitting at a $1.5 million listing. So it's I'm not surprised that that's the kind of buyer that came through. And and that wouldn't have been possible without, you know, being a part of this team. And, uh, you know, Joe telling me, hey, does anybody want to sit in open house? But not telling or asking, hey, does somebody want to sit in open house? Over, I think it was Friday, he asked me that in person. But it wasn't... Uh, you, you ever had a coach that asked you, Hey, do you want to run this, this mile? Do you want to lift these weights? But it's not a, do you want to run these miles? Do you want to lift these weights? It's, you know, if you want to get better and progress in what the goals that I shared with you with, or that you shared with me, you should probably run this mile. <laughs> you know, like that's a, uh, that's a real, a real thing. But fear was a common element in this and they didn't realize it until um that story i was going to tell you about megan telling me uh but i got a little side tangent there but she said when you were talking to joe because megan came to the open house and she took a video for me uh pretty hilarious video you could probably find it in my latest post on my instagram or on my tiktok i make funny dancing videos on tiktok now but she t- helps me take this video like she has many other times before. And Joe comes to the open house. And I appreciated that a ton. It was my first open house for him and or for the team. And he came and checked on me. And he started asking me how it was going. I told him, I was like, oh, it's going great. Like we had one person come through so far. And they're looking for, you know, $1.3 million house. And he starts asking me, about the conversation we had and he's like okay did you text them and I was like oh no I didn't text him should I text him right now and he's like yeah text him right now so he has to be text the buyer right in front of him which was phenomenal I really appreciated that because he walked me through everything that I needed to say because my sales pitch is gonna be a little bit different now with being on a team that's one of the top one percent of brokers in the city for the past two years, you know, I, myself, I would, those credentials I did not have. And, uh, so he started having me share, um, certain, you know, credentials with that buyer and, uh, just how I could word certain things to try to earn their business. And after we left the open house and we were sitting at home, Megan was 
saying to me, it kind of looked like you were, uh, were afraid of him. And I said, you know, I kind of am. <laughs> and uh, the more I've thought about it is that, you know, having, and it's not, it's not a, it's, it's a, the fear, I feel like it has a very close relation. When you have a fear for a leader, or may it maybe resembles that, is it's not fear. It's it just your body language is similar because it's a certain level of respect that you have for the leader in front of you. Because the respect for someone who is the leader and the fear you have for somebody elicit similar responses where you are listening intently and you are taking actions immediately. Fear can cause that and a leader can do the same. I remember having a conversation with a MMA enthusiast. Uh, they were doing a specific interview study with, with athletes and he asked me, what I thought about my coach, Brian. And I said, I love Brian. I said, I respect him so much that I trust him with my life. And the interviewer asked me, he's like, wow, are you serious? I said, yeah, you're damn right I'm serious. Because just like I'm taking this new venture in my life with joining another team and taking the biggest leap I've ever made financially and the biggest risk possible is that I am taking that financial risk because there is somebody in front of me that when I was interviewing with them, thus me partially interviewing them, is that I know and understand that they have walked a path that I have uncharted. I am going into territory that I am unfamiliar with, but that is a part of the leap of faith, is when you have somebody in front of you that you have to respect them. Because if you do not respect them, you will not follow their guidance, you will not follow their leadership, and... For that, I'm I'm very happy that I have that similar feeling towards Joe on the team over at the new brokerage compass that I've joined, just as I have that same feeling for Brian because I have stepped into a cage, I've stepped into rings in moments where I've never been, but knowing that when I go to that corner or that when I'm battling in the middle of the ring, that whatever he says, I'm going to follow because I know he's been there hundreds and hundreds of times. And another aspect of that that is super important is his confidence, his or her confidence in being there before. 
because if your student, a member of your team, or an athlete that you're coaching does not have that confidence within you, the their pace will not be your pace. And I know for myself, ever since, I mean, simply under a week of just being a part of this team is I've I've actually been having a harder time sleeping because I've been thinking about what Joe's been doing. I've been thinking about what I need uh, to get done uh, to meet the expectations of the team. So I'm really happy that I made this jump. And for anybody that thinks that they may be better on their own when they're getting started and that they think that they may lose out on more because of needing to have different splits where they'd be getting less, right? Like for that's a that's a very common thing in real estate is when you are a part of certain teams or certain uh, companies is you have to give a certain split to that side of the company. And I've made mistakes in the past where I gave up leadership and I gave up mentorship because of quote unquote giving a certain portion up. But I know moving forward that it's not a cost in my business. It's a necessity for growth.